you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Here we go. Episode 18, Cam Jordan, Off the Edge, the podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in on this episode. We're going to talk about Saints coaching moves. There's a few of them. We're going to talk about Jason Kelsey and his retirement. And then we're going to talk about, you know, the super wildcard weekend. And, I mean, once you're in the dance, anybody can get it, as you saw this past weekend. Of course, then I'm going to bring in my, my guy, my dog, you know, man of God, the hero, the leader the linebacker, the all-pro, Demario Davis. So stick with me. Here we go on Off the Edge with me, your host, Cam Jordan. Let's start this off. I mean, I wake up this morning and I, I sort of scroll through the Twitter feed, you know, so just picking up news. I'm not sure why. Like, I guess, you know, my dad's age, they had newspapers. I'm going through the Twitter feed. Like, all right, what's pertinent for me? You know, the Saints, like what's going on with AK? What's going on with DC? Derek Carr, what's going on, you know, with the DA, Dennis Allen? Whatever whatever that is, you know, just, just quickly scrolling. And I see that we ended up uh, letting go Pete Carmichael, who had been a part of the Saints for the last 18 seasons, you know, 15 as an OC for the New Orleans Saints. That's tough to see somebody go. Uh, I know there was a lot of shade thrown Pete's way over the last year or two about being more aggressive to play calls, but he was a mad scientist. You know, when his plays worked, there was a reason why. Him and uh, Sean Payton made a lot of special moments happen over the years. There was times where it just seemed like everything was clicking. And the last couple of years, things haven't been clicking. Three years with no playoffs, I guess it was time to change. And so let go Pete Carmichael. Let go uh, assistant offensive, uh, senior offensive, offensive assistant Bob Bicknell. And then uh, one that I didn't see for real coming was uh, wide receiver coach Cody Burns. I was like, man, like, I was like, I thought Cody, he was been here for the last two years. You know, so you say Chris Olave, two years, 1,000 yards apiece. I thought he was doing something. He got, got him Rashid Shaheed. I didn't see that one coming, you know, and then. In the same in that same situation, there was you know lateral movement. You had a running back coach that's been here forever, Joel Thomas, go over to the New York Giants, who probably don't, won't have Saquon Barkley next year, but we'll still have the most one of the most talented running backs in the game, AK. 
I'm yeah. So there's things happened this morning, and I'm still perplexed uh, about two of those moves. You know, I was like, Joe, all right, good for him that he's going, but you didn't get fired. You just went lateral. Okay. And then, of course, you know, Cody, I was like, young receiver coach with young receivers with a lot of potential. And, you know, Rashid Shaheed was a pro bowler, albeit on special team side. He was still, you know, the need for speed, you know, Rashid Shaheed. So it just is what it is. In this business, it's a, it's a game of winning. And, you know, when you don't win, things have to shake. All right, so, you know, we're taping this on a Tuesday night, and as of now, reports are that the Eagles center, Jason Kelsey, told his teammates after the loss that he plans to retire. We'll see if he changes his mind. I'm sure, you know, a stalwart center like Jason Kelsey, I mean, that, that's somebody you probably can't let go if you see that Super Bowl window, uh, Super Bowl window still alive. Last year, Super Bowl, they lose. This year, you know, first-round exit, but that's just it. That's still the playoffs. There's still chances. As long as you're in the dance, you have a chance. Think about Jason Kelsey, probably a future Hall of Famer. And that's just not because he's a, you know, 2011 uh, draft pick coming from the sixth round, the depths of, of, the, of the rounds. But he's a seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time first-team All-Pro, a Super Bowl champ. You know, he had the jester fit. He had the fire speech. Philly still talks about that fiery speech. It, you know, if the Kelsey brothers are known for anything, it's that after they win a Super Bowl, they, they talk about that good stuff while they, they got the mic in their hand. I mean, if Jason Kelsey calls it a career, what a, what a career. 13 years in the sixth round. Nobody really sees you going that far. And there he is, you know, Super Bowl champion. There he is at 13 years. There he is, a seven-time Pro Bowler in the NFC when there were some, some great centers for a long time. He's clearly one of the best ones. I mean, center does a lot with the uh, communication with quarterbacks, and he had a couple at helm. You know, Nick Foles as Super Bowl champion. He had Carson Wentz. Talk about Jalen Hurts. He might even, yeah, he definitely had Mike Vick over there. Man, I mean, that's, that's legendary to begin with. Anytime you mention Mike Vick, I just assume it's legendary. You know, he's been, he was undersized. Anytime we'd have the, uh, the scouts come in and give us those dots, those, hey, man, this guy's a, this guy's a smart guy. This guy's, you know, intelligent. They, they'd hit him with all that. Uh, but they didn't say, hey, he's crafty with his work. He switches up his sets. Um, he put, he's, he's a guy who can ID the defense, you know, so – He's everything that you want in the center, and it showed out. So if it's his last playing days, salute, man. The game would be sad to see you go, but maybe as an opposing defensive lineman, I'm just going to say salute and let you ride off into the sunset. This section, we're going to talk about one big takeaway from each playoff game. You know, let's just get into it and talk about this first game, the Packers beating the Cowboys 48-32. to On the fake. Love zips it in there. It's caught for the touchdown, Romeo Dobbs. And the route is on in Dallas. Wow. Mm. I mean, this is a game that I, I stopped watching right before halftime. I, I didn't know the Packers were going to convincingly beat the Cowboys like that. I, I just felt like. Like Dak is clear cut, better quarterback, been playing his butt off the whole year. Jordan Love was abysmal at the beginning of the year. When we played them, they ended up beating us 17 to 18. And I was, I'm probably still sort of sick about it. I'm not going to drop the embarrassed word, but like, I was like, this kid has a lot to figure out. And he figured it out by the end of the year. He was playing really, really well, you know, uh, and clearly now he's in, in playoff and he's in playoff form. For them to go 48 32, and really it was like 48 16, somewhere in that fourth quarter, it was, a convincing win 
Yeah, Jordan, if he's playing the way he did uh, this past weekend, you can see him going deep into the playoffs. Now, how deep? Ah. But for his first year at helm, that's what you'd like to see as a, as a, uh, as a franchise. Our second game, we're going to talk about the Lions beating the Rams 24-23. to Big five, Josh going to throw, and it's caught by St. Brown for a first down. Timeout, Rams, 152 to go. Game is not over yet, but it's very, very close. Amon Ross St. Brown, brother Equinamius. That being said, we're going to talk about, first of all, he came in with blue hair. He went Super Saiyan God form. You know, he was going crazy. Detroit blue, whatever you want to call what he did to his hair. But, I mean, let's just take away Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a.k.a. Ducey. Safety comes in, he has, you know, been hurt, comes in active in the playoff game, shows up big with the, uh, with the game seal of interception. Come on, that's my dog, Chauncey. Defense came to play, offense came to play. Jared Goff, go Bears. Beats Mass Everett. It was the quarterback swap. It was a lot of hype around this game. And it, it was probably the only wild card game that didn't disappoint. Like, this was electric the whole way through. You had to watch this game. Well, you know, we could, we could talk about how the, the next game where the Eagles, you know, the night before watched the uh, Packers beat the Cowboys. But they, they go into the Bucks, and I'm like, all right, that's a clear-cut advantage. The Eagles were 10-1 to begin with, finish, you know, uh, one in five, and it sort of bit them in the butt. You know, you fig you, you figure Bucks finished strong the last, you know, the, their last game against Carolina. I guess gave them some confidence and peaked at the right time. Headed into the playoffs, you just convincingly beat the Eagles. Tush push did not work, which I did not see coming. You know, shout out to my guy Darius Slay, big play Slay. Hope he, you know, hope he's okay. Uh, anytime there's an injury, you hate to you hate to see it. Which leads us to our fourth game, the Texans beating the Browns. Play action for Stroud. Good protection. Loads it up. Fires downfield. Excellent touch. Perfectly delivered. Touchdown, Dalton Schultz. Stroud strikes again for 37 yards. With a mobile quarterback like C.J. Stroud, you saw, you know, when we played the Saints, I saw how they tried to work off their runs, their play, play actions, and it seemingly was working Versus the Browns and uh, Joe Flacco, the way he fit, came to the Browns and finished, I thought there was going to be sort of a battle there. It was not. 45 to 14 tells me everything I need to know Texans. Texans are real deal. Will Anderson, you know, Sheldon Rankins. You've got a whole gambit of players out there. C.J. Stroud on the offensive side. Man, D'Amico Ryans is, is leading the team. And I think that's going to be one of them to beat. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, which leads us to our, our fifth game. You know, our fifth game being the Chiefs beating the Dolphins. Of the 11, Mahomes, running across. Rice brings it in to the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. What an opening drive. What can you say about this? This game was a super cold game. I didn't like it for the Miami Dolphins. I was like, yo, this is a, a hot weather team. Sure, they played the Jets. Sure, they played the Bills. But, like, they also put together a great season uh, to play the Chiefs and have to play them there. It was like negative, what, 25, negative 30? It was disgusting. It was so cold. I, I, I like you know, you, It's not a game that you get excited for. When it's that cold, you know it's going to be a, a, a run game. Or it's going to be a, a, a ground and pound type game, one of those dirty in-between-the-linemen type games. Like It's, it's going to be better running. And I was like, all right, well, maybe that evens the playing field for the Chiefs. And then Mahomes came out there tossing that tater. You know, he threw, threw, the, threw the ball 40, 41 times. 
it, I, I was like, well, there goes that ground pound I was thinking. No, nah, that's out of there. Well, he's playoff P. What do you do against Patrick Mahomes? You know, I think Tua had a great season. What are you going against? A guy who's been to Super Bowl multiple times, who's won it, won the Super Bowl multiple times, and is only like six or seven years in the league. You got to bring a, you got to bring your A one. Miami was a little cold. Them hamstrings couldn't stretch out like they wanted to. The Chiefs took advantage. Beat the Dolphins twenty six to seven. That was that, which leads us to somewhere in that game. Pat Mahomes' helmet cracked. It was so cold. It wasn't like it was an electric hit. You were like, ooh, dang, that's a crazy hit. That was a great form, great hit. But the helmet cracks? In my mind, nobody should play a game if it's negative anything. Heck, when it gets to the 20s or 30s, teams should, like, be, like, we should be demanding as players. As much as, you know, as players unify against turf, it should be those negative 30-degree games or those games where it's 20 degrees, raining, and windshield. Like, these, these games that are affecting what people came to see. My best 11 versus your best 11. I just feel like it affects the game. You know, it switches things up. Pat's helmet cracked. Peace flew off. Chip, what are we doing out there? No, no. Don't, don't, don't say it was a helmet. That's cold. Negative something. Helmet froze. We had a freeze over last night in New Orleans, and I saw ice on the, uh, on the windshield. I don't even know how to get that off. I'm a warm weather person. I was like, what? Do you pour water on it? No, that's dumb. You know, like it's probably freeze over. I didn't even know what to do. I had to go get a book to scrape it off because I don't have one of those scraper things that I've seen in, in videos. I had to figure that out on my own. Negative, negative, whatever it was at Kansas City clearly helped them out versus the Dolphins. And, you know, it's Pat, it's Pat Mahomes. Playoff P. Which leads us to our final game, the Bills versus Steelers. Second and nine. Across the middle, Sherfield was not down, Shakir, not down, inside the 10. Oh, what an effort! The play of the night! Khalil Shakir broke away from, of all people, Mika Fitzpatrick. Honestly, for the games I did tune in, I didn't really tune in on this one. Because I just figured, you know, the Bills, used to the cold. Playing the Steelers, who their quarterback... Highlight would be Miles Garrett chasing after him. <laughs> Anyways, and I think I think the Steelers have a great defense, but Bills were in all forms a better team. Offense, defense, special teams. And it showed. They came to play. They brought their A1 game, and there's a reason why they're on to the next stage. I, I at that note, I'm sort of looking forward to the next, you know, to the next round. You say uh everybody's been talking about Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, you know, the, the them facing off Josh Allen at regular season, three, three to one versus uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. And then you'd also say in the playoffs, no success versus Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, boy, Josh Allen, going at it. It might be time for a switch, switch up. You know, maybe he's three or one, Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen by this time next week. So one and three sounds pretty good if it's the current one. I don't know. I'm looking for, if, if the world's going to say Kansas City, I'm looking for upset alert. If the world's going to Bills, I'm probably going to rock with the world. Von Miller coming off the edge, and he's, you know, healthy, get, you know, back to being himself at the right time when the team needs him. A.J. Epinesa, you got, you know, B Big Ed Oliver down down low, Greg Rousseau on defense. I might have to tilt to the Bills' defensive side for the win. All right, so up next, I'm going to bring in my guy, Damara Davis. We're going to wrap about everything that's supposed to be. You know, the team, where the team stands now, you know, how he plays at such a high level, amazing man, uh, a guy that, you know, we've gone on a family vacation with, 
I've got four kids. He, he makes me feel like I don't have enough kids. <laughs> uh, but a man of God, you know, a guy who takes his faith seriously, uh, coming from a junior college, going to Arkansas State, being being led into being drafted by the Jets, ends up with the Browns where everybody disappears at that time and then goes back to the Jets to then come to the New Orleans Saints. My teammate, my dog, Demario Davis, all pro, pro bowler, every accolade that you could think of when we come back. Stick with us. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I appreciate you tapping in. This is Off the Edge with Cam Jordan. I, I get to bring to you my my guy, my dog, probably I'm my ace on the team. Like this year, like if I'm gonna talk to somebody, it's gonna be this dude. If I'm gonna need, you know, if I'm gonna need help, it's gonna be this guy. And he, if he needs to come talk to my D line, he can't talk to me. There's an open line of communication with my guy, Demario Davis, All Pro, five time All Pro. Demario, like, like let's not be light on that five time All Pro. Only got one Pro Bowl, which is not adding up. Like the the talent and, and the weight that Demario Davis's name holds in the NFL is still only. One Pro Bowl so far, maybe two this, maybe two this year, but like for sure, he should be a multiple, multiple time Pro Bowler. He's a multiple, multiple All Pro. Double D, appreciate you for tapping in. My guy, my guy, thanks for having me on, man. The honor is all mine. Man, let, let's just yeah, let, let's talk about this. You, you, you keep up to date. Like if anybody keeps up to date with the Saints and what's going on in the NFL, it's you. Like a student of the game, uh, a master of a lot. You know, when we talk about current events, you're usually up to par. Saints, you've heard you've heard the news as of today. <laughs> we we've had some we've had some coaches let go. How you feeling? Like it's all offensive side, but a couple of them go. I mean, it's 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 the business. It's the business of the game. Um, you know, it's tough because it's a reminder that we dropped the ball as a whole. Like what you want to happen is to have success, and everybody's getting promoted, which We've seen um, have success. Other guys go get big time jobs, and now they win in playoff games. Right. Um, that's where you want to be. You want to be in a sweet spot. Guys getting contracts. Guys, uh, you know, going getting resigned. Guys going to other teams, getting getting paid, which has been our experience in the past. But when you have an off season like this, because of multiple years not getting it done. And now there's man, there is it's mandatory that something has to change. And who is that going to be? Man, it's going to look different on the roster from the player side. It's going to look different from the coach's side. And it's just a reminder that we dropped the ball as a whole. I mean, at any point when you don't get it done, um, 
somebody's going to be the one that has to fall on the sword or be the scapegoat. And, um, and, and, and we're seeing that it's happening. Um, uh, I think this is the beginning of that attempt to make a change or that attempt to something has to be done. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, like, uh, you know, Pete, Bob, uh, Cody, my guy, um, Joel Thomas went to the Giants. Joel, not fired, Joel. but just like just like lateral hey. movement, and I'm not even thinking lateral. lateral. It was like <laughs> going to you going to a room, like let's let's keep that a, a B, you know. Like when when offensive guys go, I, I mean, I had I was like, what did I said? What did Bob do? I said, what what did Bob do? <laughs> Bob was an assistant Bob guy. Except be a best friend to Pete. It's like <laughs> I guess they felt like he was gonna be a mole or something. Man. He was gonna be, if I got to get rid of Pete, got to get got to get rid of his man's. Okay, okay, that that makes sense. All right, man. Look, look, I'm sorry I had I, like that was just off my mind. First question I asked. But this week off, how 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 you living, man? Like, what what's your uh, first week of off season off? Is it off season like? Is it the same every year? How do you process the end of a season into uh, off season? Because that dynamic changes for you tremendously. For me, I just go back to the crib. You you're back in in Nashville. Yeah, that's the crib for me. Uh, now I think every year is different. Uh, I, I traditionally keep the same framework, um, but it's a season by season thing just because of the emotional part. So as for me, like I'll keep training, I'll stay doing my recovery regimen all the way through the Super Bowl. Like I train specifically so my body is ready for this time of year. And so it's like, I'm like a, I'm like a Ferrari just sitting in the, in the garage right now. Like, I'm meant to be on the road going fast right now. Like that's what I right. trained for. And so it's disappointing when we're not doing that because my body feels fresh. It feels like like I can go in, I'm throwing my kids up. It ain't like I'm in shutdown mode or tired mode. Like I'm out playing in the snow with my kids earlier today. Like running around, my legs feel fresh. And I'm like, ah. Wait, snowing outside? Yeah, it's it, we got like seven, eight inches out here, dog. That's why I'm on my hot I'm, I'm, I'm on my hot chocolate. Seven, eight, eight, bro. That's disgusting. I don't know yeah. snow like that. Oh no! And the horrible part is just the dry snow. So like you can't even make a snowball or a snowman. Like you, you just pick it up and it just crumbles in your hand. It's horrible. Um, so I keep training all the way through, um, but I process different. So it just depends on like where I'm at emotionally. And I think you know at this just finished my twelfth season, thirty just turned thirty five years old. Um, mm. have accomplished a lot in the game. And now it's where, where do I want to go? And so it's now it's, man, I want to prosper. My goal is to do four to five more. Like that's a real Years. goal. For, yeah, four man, to you five said, you, hey, you said that earlier this year for the first time. And I looked at you because we've talked about it over the years. You're like, I don't know how many more left. And I was like, it's like, bro, what you mean? You're playing at such a high level. What are you talking about? Nah, man, the toll. And I was like, oh, all right. And this year you hit me with the four to five more. I said, oh, I love to hear it. You're like, what brought you to that? It was a revelation, man. Um, it was a revelation, man. I, I, I've My favorite player in the NBA is LeBron, of course. Um, and I've tracked him my whole life. I mean, his whole career, I've tracked him. Um, I can give you almost every statistic, every playoff game. like. Um, but... Now I have a reason to track him. Like, it was like, man, I want to play two years after LeBron finished. 
And I'm just so mesmerized by his longevity, his durability. He's still playing at a high level, um, though they team not doing as good as good as my team. Okay, see, let's make sure we have clarity there. Ooh, uh, and they, there he goes. And they beat us. The Lakers beat us the other night. But I'm, I, I admire his longevity, uh, his durability, his his constant being at, at the top of his game. Like last year, he led the league in fast break points. Who does that at 37, 38 years old? And I'm like, man, if he running and jumping with these young boys that's coming in the league, I don't have no no excuse being I'm four years younger than him. And so I'm like, well, LeBron probably going to play two more years. We know he want to play with Bronny. And so if I say I want to be in the game two years after he's done, that give me four to five more years. And so I just it just give me a rabbit to chase. When I have a rabbit, it makes me it makes me go. And so I, I got a goal in mind and it just rejuvenated me. Mm. I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was wondering because I said, "What?" So you're not even chasing somebody like like lateral in your position. You like, nah. I see the greatest of all time, LeBron. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna outplay. I'm gonna outplay his longevity. That's crazy to think about. Four to five years gonna put you at like year 16, 17. I love that for you. I'm gonna watch you. I'm gonna watch you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> year 15. Wow, Come on, bro. Come on out. Come on, my boy. Double D. I told you this revelation of mine I had two years ago. I'm here to push you. I, I love you, my boy. <laughs> God knows. God knows. You my man's. It's gonna take. A, it's gonna take wifey to say a lot for me to come back after year 15. Cause I I love I love football. And I'm willing to give it my all. 15 is gonna be the mental the mental hurdle that we'll talk about later. Let, let's just talk about you know not even just the longevity you've been playing, but at the high level you've been playing. Like you didn't even hit your first All Pro till you turned 30. You was at the New Orleans Saints. You, you know, you were from the Jets, where you know you would say is a, a heavy market. You know, one of those those marketing places that all you have to do is be semi quasi, you know, explosive, stand out on the field, and you're going to get your accolade immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, to be I don't know, I still don't know how you went, why or how you went to the Browns, back to the Jets. But then you came to New Orleans and you played your best f- football. It just is what it is. Five All Pros gives you direct access, and it's hard to make All Pro, especially in the Saints. Like it's a hard market to excel in in terms mm. of the eyes, in terms of the accolades, whatever comes, you have to earn it, and you've you've done all of that. Like I said, mm. so five, five Pro, but like five All Pros. How did you like? How did you reflect on reaching this milestone? Because there's, I think there's only like four or five Saints players that ever reach five All Pros in general. I, I think it goes back to 2016. Um, me and a conversation, a conversation that I had with God. Uh, I was ready to retire in 2016, my year one, one year with the Browns. Uh, I feel like, you know, playing with the Browns when they was the Browns that I was on, and it make man. anybody want to retire. Uh, but man, I, I was ready to throw it in. I didn't have, I didn't have the, the the mindset to change greatness no more. My body was hurting, and I and I went into my prayer closet. Man, I just said, God, I'm done. I'm finished. But I knew he wasn't done with me yet. So it was like I was throwing in the towel. I was just like, I, if you won't want me to do more, you won't have to do it. And I was like, God, you got to rejuvenate my mind. You got to rejuvenate my body. And I literally prayed that. And, I, and it was like I heard an audible voice of God just say, like, thank you for throwing in the towel. I got it from here. And don't forget that you threw in the towel. That's why I tell that story so often because I can't, I have to give credit to where it's due. And Slowly but surely, man, I just started training different and I found a way to be more efficient in my game. Now, I've been always been doing the numbers. Uh, go back to my second year, uh, my early years with the Jets, I was always doing 100 tackles. I was always doing three to four sacks. I was doing the numbers, but my game was just sloppy. 
Um, plus I was with the Jets. Um, 2017, after that moment, I come back and not only do I got the production, I got the efficiency to match. Uh, so I'm not missing as many tackles. I'm not getting beat in coverage. Um, you know, I'm making my plays in the backfield versus, you know, three, four yards down the line, down the field just cleaned my game up a lot and uh that was probably statistically one of my best seasons but at the same time I was with the Jets and nobody saw it fast forward 2018 I come to the Saints and we go to the conference championship game I'm doing the same thing but everybody sees it and now it's welcome to it's, it's welcome to the NFL per se I kind of to me welcome, like 2017 wait welcome to the NFL welcome to the NFL 2017 yeah because 2017 was really like my rookie season because after that humbling moment, there was a new, there was a new beast that was awake, mm. and that I was agree. introduced. To me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so 2017, 2018 was kind of that, you know, putting it on display. They might have thought 2017 was a fluke, and I did it again in 2018. And then when it happened in 2019, we didn't go as far as the team, but the production was still there, and I think that's when the notoriety came. And and and, and since then, it just hasn't been no drop off. I think they thought because it was 30 that there was going to be drop off. But there wasn't. But I think it's because I'm running on something different, and it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. We're not going to just run through. Like, that was a time where, you know, man of God, I come to the house, and the nanny got the man of God headband on there. I said, that's how you know it's official, and everybody in the house bought in. When did hybrid come come about? Man, hybrid probably came in my training in 2019, I believe. So... 2018, 2019, my goal was just to be the best linebacker uh, in the league. But 2019, I, I, I believe it was just a lot of linebackers that was in that conversation. And so it was uh, Bobby Wagner. I think Fred was on the scene then, maybe 2020. Uh, you had guys like Shaq Leonard in that conversation, Levante David. Um, uh Devin White started jumping in the conversation. So it was a lot of people. And if you can see, it's always this best linebacker conversation. Who's the best linebacker? Um, and so for me, it became about differentiation. And what is what was differentiation for me was it's a lot of hybrid players in, in the league. And a hybrid is someone who can kind of be a tweener, right? You have a guy mm -hmm. who can be a D lineman, but he can be also an outside linebacker. You have a a, a, a safety slash nickel or nickel slash corner, you know, uh, uh, that Simmons guy that got drafted uh, that was playing at AZ. I think he's a different team now. He was a hybrid. Oh, yeah. He's over, he's over at the uh, the Giants now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But the hybrid was, like, I feel like I can go into a game and play one position um, and dominate on all three levels. Like, I feel like they can put me in the game at safety and I'll be a great box safety. Like I know all the coverages. I know how to come up and fit. I, I can cover one-on-one -on, -one on tight ends or running back that get put out at number two every now and then. If it's a slot, I can, I can handle that. Um, at the same time, I can go and play the defensive line. I feel like I can be on the edge all game, um, which they did for us one time we played the Rams. I just had to sit out there on the edge and I'm going to talk about that game. But, uh, I can it hold that. It, it gets difficult on the edge now. You got to hold that, that. Hold the edge. I got respect for all positions. I'm not trying to say that, but that's what I feel like when I'm saying hybrid. It's like I can truly, I'm not like a tweener. I can play yeah. linebacker. 
I can play defensive line and I can play DB for a yeah, whole not, game. Not, yeah, not a hybrid, hybrid. Like, well, born built different. different. Yes, sir. Different. It's like a transformer. I'm transformed wherever you need me. Mm. But is there any game that this year that you you saw as like the the change in moment for our season? Like I'm I'm clearly going to say you know the week three matchup versus the Packers, right? Because at that time we talked about it. I was like we could take advantage of Jordan Love. Like this is he's he's really a rookie, and you know that to me we were up 17-0 and Lambo was silent. Could hear me snap fingers, you know, in the middle of the field to the sidelines, quiet as hell, and then we end up losing 18 to 17. Is, is is there a game that you look back like, how did we lose? Where, like, what did we? How did we do this? That was a tough game because we were looking to put it all together, and uh, you just think about like momentum. I'm I'm a big basketball fan. I feel like that's one of the best sports where you can see momentum change. And um, man, the momentum in that game and the way it, it sucked the air out of our season early on, it was like it, it took us a, a minute to to grapple after that because we had just kind of been band played our best football yet. And then it looked like we had put it together for a half and we were ready to come out the second half. And then DC go down on the first drive. Uh, we start reeling as a defense. They come back and they put some drives together. Uh, I mean, we had them shut down that first half and then all of a sudden uh, they just get life. And uh, man, you just, you weren't expecting a game like that to realize that, you gave this game up when when you had it in the bag, and uh, you kind of not want to let one game turn into two games, you know. But like when I think about the momentum of, of that, I think about that. That kind of reminds me of like a Colorado. Everybody followed Colorado football, mm-hmm. um, but they had kind of had like an up and down season, and then they played. I think was Stanford. Was that Stanford that they blew out in the first half, and then they came all the way back and, and gave that game up? Might have been. I Man. think it was Stanford. Look, they, start, just, they started off like 4-0, and then all of a sudden. They started, they started hot, but then, you know, they played uh, yeah. USC it's before. But then, then they, they would like, come back, and I think that was the Stanford game. Um, so they won one more, and then they played Stanford. After that game, they never recovered. It didn't seem like they recovered after that. And so I feel like that was kind of us in Green Bay. We, we got it in, in parts, but we never really got back to that stride until late in the season. But I did like the way that we finished. If we could have found that earlier in the year, we'd have been trouble. No doubt. Look, I, I could have swore we found that when we when we trounced uh, the Patriots. No, mm-hmm. we, we beat them 35. I said, I said, this is a Bill Belichick-led team. Like, this, it don't matter. Like, he, he, you don't do this to Bill Belichick. Like, mm-hmm. minus, the, minus the players, because, you know, they got Matt Judon over there. They got the other edge rusher. Then, you know, we, the running back was – running running game was all right. I was like, I was like we 35-0 the Patriots. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And and then – but it was like like we said, bro, like, you know, the, the inconsistencies of it all. We really didn't catch that consistent, all right, this is what we're going to do on offense, this is what we're going to do on defense until the end. And I was like, well, that's where you want to peak anyways. So all we need is a ticket. And then that didn't happen our way, bro. But you're you're a lot more even kill than I am. Like you know me, bro. I'm amped up on on ten for everything. And you be like, yeah. So this is what we got to do during the week. And then on game, then on game day, you on you on like twelve. You become you become hybrid. You know what I'm saying? You you go in that thing and you. This is what we got to do. And I'm like, you wasn't <laughs> acting like this Monday through Saturday. <laughs> but there he is. Hey, man, yeah, I, I did on the work. Man, I think we just. The word was just inconsistent, man. We were just too inconsistent this year, and it was, it was very disappointing. 
um, because we didn't achieve our goals and we're, we're living in the results of that because of inconsistency. And for me, my process is I want to be consistent during the week so that I can get the same results on Sunday. And individually, I feel like I was able to do that, but it's in vain because collectively we didn't achieve that. And like when I'm, and that's what my reflective time looks like. It's could I have done more on that collective piece? And that's how I'm approaching the offseason to figure out if I can if I can achieve consistency for myself, how do I how do I spread that? Um, and I don't think I did a good enough job. And uh, yeah. When you come to that revelation, it, did it start when you were you like, how did you how did you become so even killed? Like you've been able to step back and look at the game as as a whole. Did that start off from your jet days, like the younger days when you had I'm just thinking about it in your locker room. You had what Darrell Ruiz back in the gap. You had like mm-hmm. original Antonio Cromartie, like Stone Cold mm-hmm. Antonio Cromartie. Like Crow? Yeah. Reeves Island? Yeah. Man, I had some great, I had some great vets. Man, it was uh Reeves, it was Crow. I had Dave Harris who did 10 years, Bart Scott, who you see on TV now, uh, Calvin Pace, the Brickershaw Ferguson on the offensive side. So I wasn't just dealing with defensive guys, the Brickershaw Ferguson on the offense, uh Nick Mango, uh Nick Folk, who's still kicking. Um now, man, I just had a team full of veterans that you can just go and pull information from. Uh, I played with uh, Dewan and Leron Landry. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I, I had some guys, um, man, that uh, you would just learn so much from. Uh, guys who had had a ton of success. Santonio Holmes was on that team. Mm. Uh, that you could just pull information from. You could learn a lot of things of what to do. You could learn a lot of things of what not to do. Um, but everybody was on my team was at seven, eight years. And I'm like, dang, they they doing it. Like they passed the threshold. You know, it, it was that fear of, man, I just trying to make it three, three and three games. Let me just get my right. let me just get my pension, you know. <laughs> but I was able to pull from them guys just from recovery, from uh approach, um, you know, just how to how to stay in the game. Um, and I still rely on a lot of those baseline principles, but I put my own in. I put my own work in. You know, I found my own lane. I found what works for me. And I do a lot of mental training. And I think that's what allows me to be more reflective. So all throughout the season, I'm meeting uh with our team or that with our team site, which I just mm-hmm. call my mental performance coach. And we would just talk about the game. We would talk about mm-hmm. week to week how to find that consistency. And how I was finding that consistency was in practice. And I just felt like if I if my routine was working, don't change it. If it was something that wasn't working, change it. And uh, that's kind of the mode I stayed in. And that's why you see me even kill. And then when it's game time, you know, it's all about bringing the worry out. Like, ain't no flinch, ain't no fear. Let's go. And uh, now it's time to bring everything that you have meditated on out for the public. Ain't no time to think about it. It's time to go. And that's what you saw on game day. Mm. Yeah, you know me. I come to bring hands every day. That, that's practice. That's breakfast. That's lunch. That's dinner. <laughs> I, live, I live my life. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, bro, it's a walkthrough. It's and a I'm walkthrough, looking for man. smoke. <laughs> looking for smoke already. I go home looking for smoke. <laughs> I come back looking for smoke. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to be even kill. I want to be like you when I grow up. I'm gonna learn how to. I'm gonna learn how to chill out. I, 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 I tell you all the time, bro. I, I ask you that all the time. Like, how does it feel? to wake up and be Camp Jordan. 
Salah, no. Right. <laughs> I mean, now that I got a son who's just like me, I can see how it can be taxing. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Take wake up with wake up earlier than I do. <laughs> just it's okay. It's one of them man, days. Your son got your swag all over him. Oh uh, man, did, bro, did you think about our our locker room this year? Just Saints defense alone, we had what three or four vets over thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, our team had what five or six. It was what me, you, Tyron, Derek Carr, what thirty two, Jimmy Graham, thirty five, thirty six. Mm-hmm. That I feel like they had to help, but just mixing in the the, the seasoned vets with just that that young talent, like that mm-hmm. had to have helped the team for sure. Let's just talk about our defensive side. Like you talk about it on every level, there's there's again, you go to the safeties, there's Tyron. Marshawn probably just what 27, 28. He's still young, but there's mm-hmm. you want linebackers, me at D line. So that open line of communication, bro, it was has always been there, especially during the games or practice, whatever it was. Um, I feel like that's what I'm I'm looking harping on. I'm like, we have open line of communication. How like how do we take that next step? Um but in terms of just talking to younger guys, do you find that it's hard to relate to them? Do like when you talk about year one, year two type players? Uh, yeah, I think, man, it's, the great piece is like when you have it at all levels, you got Pro Bowl at all levels. So when I when I look at you on the defensive line, like I know I don't have to go talk to all the guys on the line. I can take a message to you, and it's gonna go to all the guys. Same thing with Tyron. I don't have to talk to the DBs. I'll just go to him and he'll pass it on whether it's a mess for practice, a mess for the game. And so having that is great. I do think that there is a, a communication gap that just exists in society because of the way that we learned how to communicate. I'm a, I guess me and you kind of in that same boat. We're kind of like a middle generation. And so we got pieces of the old school and we're dealing with people who are all the way di- digital age. Like, dog, one of the guys in, in the locker room wasn't born when 9-11 happened. Like some of the guys. That was, Not one of the guys, some of the guys. Some of the guys. But <laughs> we having a conversation about it. Like he didn't even know what date it was. No. Like it, it's called 9-11. He was like, it's 9-11, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even put nobody on the spot, but he was like, oh. I said, Do you know when 9-11 happened? He's like, Yeah, it was like November, right? No, 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 no. He tried to fix it. But it was a real conversation. And everybody was like, yo, wow. And it was one of those moments like, man, we are, we're kind of like in a in a, in a time warp. And, yeah. but I think it's still the onus of the responsibility of figuring out that, that communication. One of the things that uh, one of my mentors was helping me learn, he said, what language was God talking to Adam and Eve in, in the garden? And I was like, yo, and that is everybody has a language because they're human. Mm. And though it may be a digital language, though it may be, uh, you know, more choppy, more emojis, <laughs> right? you know, or memes that you communicate through, it's still communication. And to figure out that language um, is, is the responsibility of a leader to figure out. And, um, you just learn how to reach guys. And that's what I was in, in, in my reflective time. I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, I don't think I did a good enough job. You know, and I think it's easier to be dismissive and just be like, oh, they're the young generation. They'll figure it out. No, or you know, got to figure generation. it out now. 
You know, yeah. it, but I think it's it's this game has always been the older guys teach the younger guys what it's supposed to look like. Right. And I think but it was so much easier to do that when we were younger because you had to be in the meeting rooms. And now mm -hmm. it's a digital age where everybody has iPads, you know, Microsoft tablets and can watch film, do everything else isolated. And I think that isolation is also causing a divide as well. I agree. Um, that's that's one of the things is socially we communicate different, right? Like how we grew up, you go to the playground, you go to the park, you compete. You go outside, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a unnecessary roughness football game going on. Throw it up and run it. You know, right. get it how you live. Like what you see the kids, our kids attempting to do when they play football after the game, right? But they right. don't do that just other than that event. They're not just outside. Other After that, they're going to organize sports. Mm. Like it was so much play that was unorganized. Yeah, ain't no neighborhood football no more. Like I'm, I'm ain't in no the streets, ball to the turn. Ain't no, ain't no just pick up basketball game going on on on, on down on the corner at the park. You know, Randomly. it's like everything is organized, right? Like you go to you go to a lifetime gym now. They got they don't move the basketball court. They got pickleball games going on, and pickleball has a system. It, it's a system to get in the game. Have you ever been to a pickleball game? No. A pickup pickleball game, you don't just go and be like, I got next. You got to go. You got to put your racket in a certain spot. That's how they know. And then they have like pro courts and then they have like the amateur courts. And it's like, it's a system, bro. Like you can't just show up in pickleball and just be like, I got next. Like it's, pickleball it's a took system. over the basketball courts. It's all. Yeah, all right. they moving the basketball courts out. Pickleball is what's in. And so... Like, but this is this is our society now, right? It's, it's it's much more digital, organized, structured versus just random. And so, like, what that does is, I don't even know how to communicate with you unless it's under a certain format, right? I only know how to meet you on this app. I only know how to meet you in a space that's organized. Like a team meeting is where I'm gonna see you. If there ain't no team meeting going on, why are we still at the building? That's that's a that's a mentality. That's a mindset. Right. Whereas what four years ago, five years ago, meetings ain't meetings been over for four hours. Everybody still in, in the locker room. Some people right. watching film, some people on Nintendo, some people shooting basketball, but we all just building that chemistry. So it's just different. And so it's like, okay, well, how do you reach this generation that's under kind of a a different mindset when it comes to camaraderie? You still have to find a way to meet them. And I think that's that is a struggle. I haven't, I haven't found that answer yet, um, but it got to be found. Absolutely. But, like, you know, I had two rookie D linemen uh, this year, and one, you know, one loves a FaceTime. You know, my my dog, Brzee, <laughs> hey, hey, bro, I told him when he first got to the team, I said, hey, if you need me, FaceTime me. If you need like, don't do dumb stuff. If you need me in the middle of the night, you can call me. I'll come get you. I'll figure it out, whatever needs to happen. He just, hey, bro. I just want to say, man, I appreciate you, bro. And like, I have never had a rookie to call me in the middle of the night just to just to want to talk ball. He's the first one. I love, I mm -hmm. love Brian. Now, yeah. I got, you know, I got Isaiah Foskey, and Foskey is, a, you know, he's a cerebral Notre Dame guy stuck in his head. You know, I got, I got to like, it's like pulling blood. Mm -hmm. But like, you have to figure out who, like, you have to figure out the communication. Like Breeze, super easy. You know, like he he wants to be, a, he wants to be. Yeah, you know, a great football player. You know, he's absorbing anything. 
Fosk, not saying that he doesn't. He's just like, you have to go to him. You know, like, hey, mm-hmm. man, come on. This is what we're doing. And he'll hop in the car immediately. And for the, but them first, like, four weeks, as I was trying to figure him out. I said, hey, man, like, I got it. Like, I don't, I'm not getting nothing from him. I'm like, hey, man, what you see on this film? Yeah. But if I text <laughs> him about something, I get a paragraph. I'm like, but this, this don't make, okay. Yeah. Okay, I see what I got to do here. Like, you just got, it's weird, bro, to, to think that, again, digital age, bro, like, this. You know, watch films, see things differently, talk to players. Like, it's just trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's such a huge gap. But at the end of the day, at least in terms of defensive line, there have always been different cats on the D-line. You know, you have one that's outgoing, one that's not, one that's – so this is just a, a different way to look at it is, and, and how do I reach my guy? Well, if he likes to eat, then I guess we're eating. And if he likes, you know, if, if he likes if he likes to watch film, then that's how we watch film. Like, it's 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 time-consuming. It's an, it's, an, it's an effort. It's a lot more tactical. And I think you just helped me with something that communication now is a lot more individualized because society is much more custom. Whereas everybody had before had to conform to society. Now society conforms to the consumer, right? Think about all the algorithms that present themselves. It knows how to present itself to you, the shopper versus the customer having to go to the store. Like, Black Friday, you got it. You got it if you could get there early enough and get it in. Everybody had to be had there to five. Everybody yeah. had to conform to the marketplace. Not a marketplace. Yeah. Marketplace conforms to the consumer. And so I think right. it's the same way when you think about like being a being a teammate, right? The teammate used to, all the teammates conform to whatever the team was on. Whatever now as a leader of a team, you got to be able to conform to all the individuals, right? So you have to make sure you still hold on to your principles and stuff that you're not going to sway on, of course. Um, so it's not just saying like you, you just kind of, you know, roll in. The, Draw a line in the sand. Yeah, yeah. But I think you have to be willing to go and meet individuals where they at. And you got to, and it's, that, that's just what society is, right? If you just think about right. like, you know, look at all the guys who come in, they played in college. If the college didn't conform to them, what do they do? Hey, transfer portal. I'm gone. Transfer portal ASAP. And if they talented enough, they just, they gonna they gonna make it in. It ain't got nothing Whether to do with Whether it's NIL deal or yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that's not the case for everybody, but for a lot of them, and so that everybody's just used to everything being catered to them. And so, like, I can see how you're dealing with different lanes of communication, um, and some that's gonna benefit, some is not. And I think just being able to communicate a message to them that this is what the league is about. This is what it stands on. Um, I'm conforming to you because I want to give you the principle that's going to help you be successful. I'm not conforming to you to think that it's your way because this game won't go. I'm not acquiescing. I'm not saying, hey, I'm doing it your way. No, I'm coming to you so you could take this information better. Yeah. And this this is how we're moving on. Hey, you might just help me a little bit. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm acquiescing at times. I'm like, bro, like when I was a rookie, uh, old, a vet would be like, hey, muff, this is how it's getting done. You'd be like, all right. Now, like, you know, we talking to them like, hey, man, this is what, this was the tradition. This is why we're doing it. And I'm having to explain myself more. You know, yeah. like, you know, I go get home, be trying to tell wifey, like, you want to talk? I'm talk out, baby. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> That le- that leadership role, like it, it take it takes something out you, but um, mm-hmm. no, 
you know, as as much as you just helped me there, you know, whatever it was, or you've been you've been an outstanding teammate yourself, you know, uh, a great leader for the linebacker core. You you, you talk about the 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 pregame speeches, even in locker room when it's time, you know. Uh, you were born. You were born for this role as as a man of God, and that goes probably hand in hand with being a leader of, of faith as well. Just in terms of you know, uh, PAO as well as your uh, not your, not even your ministry work, but your devoted dream dreamers and the you know the the I almost called a flag the seven on seventeen that you got or the way you stacked everything up. But just balancing the demands of football and and your faith. How does the how do you ultimately want to be remembered? Oh, um. Man, I want to be—I want to be remembered as a man who tried to, as best he could, live for something that was greater than himself. Like my legacy has little to do with me than me trying to be a representation uh, of God. Um, it's, it's about how my wife remembers me and is able to tell my story. Hey, if you haven't seen Hamilton, bro. Hamilton is the greatest play ever. Like I used to be on Lion King, I graduated. Hamilton is the best ever. But but it, it, it's it's a little it's a little play in there, uh, a little play on words in there that, that I'm saying. You know how my wife is able to remember me, how she's able to tell my story, how my kids, um, the lessons that they get from me, um, and everything after that is is is, is secondary, really. Um, you know, if I can be a good enough representation of God that my kids get it and they want to reflect God and they don't lie, man, it's worth it. It's worth it all. That's life well lived. Yeah, I'm, yeah. look, you, you've, you've, talked, you've talked about Hamilton a few times this year. You went to go see it in person, right? Yeah, we went, we went right. to New York. My daughter, actually, my, my 10-year-old daughter, our oldest, she was on it. And she, she, she's musically inclined and musically gifted. She memorized the whole... I mean, if you listen to these songs, they like little rap songs and they got so many words, but she memorized the soundtrack front to back. Like you start playing it now, any part, pick any song, she gonna start singing it. Like That's this. her jam. And so we had to go see it. So we went to New York. Um, not to mention my kids was like, we back at home. <laughs> and that's where they were born, my oldest too. And uh, we took them to see the play. We went and saw Hamilton, went and saw Lion King. And I was just blown away. I had always heard about Hamilton, but I'd never went and saw it. Um, but definitely something that it's, 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 as many people talk about Hamilton, it's still underrated. That's how good it is. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that on one of the apps. It was like a, a Hamilton live music, whatever. And I was like, nah. Yeah, you can see what <laughs> I feel like. You can watch yeah. Like I said, one of the maps had it, and I was just like, I just feel like it's one of them things you have to see in person. Like if I watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, don't, don't. Somebody of your stature, definitely, you be, you, you be doing. Man, you know my attention span only lasts five to ten. <laughs> like five, like five and I'm, I'm no, don't, don't, don't waste yourself watching on the app and then try to go see the person. Yeah, definitely, Man. definitely say you get a chance to go see the person. And just do it a full disservice. I move I on so it. fast. I love being in America and not having a cheeseburger, not seeing him. <laughs> It is this wow. is, bro. Okay. Big big standard. Okay. I'm like I said, next time I'm in New York, I'm I'm gonna look up a live time. I'm, mm-hmm. Is it is it still going? It probably still going. But anyway, yeah. like I said, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I appreciate you tapping in, bro. I'm I'm gonna get you out of here because I know it's getting rather late. And with with you know all, all 75 kids of yours. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 
I appreciate Double D for tapping in with me. Like I said, my guy is going to be profound at every level. I mean, all in the field and off the field, you're going to leave like I can be a better person. Uh, but I also want to transition to, you know, the all pro selections came out and I've got discrepancies. So I'd rather just create my own list. You know, maybe maybe it's because I really don't agree with this edge rusher situation, which they always going to leave on. Like, bro, there should be outside linebackers or edge rushers and then defensive ends, you know, like defensive ends, stalwart. Like, so I'm going to say edge rusher. You're going to throw your Miles Garrett's, your TJ Watts, you know, defensive end. I'm going to say Max Crosby. You know, and I might even, you know, throw a ringer in the way Clayus Campbell was playing this year at towards the end of the year. Like, that would I would probably give him a second team all pro as a defensive end. But again, that's not what they do. So interior lineman, of course. Um, I think, you know, big big Dexter Lawrence is a monstrosity that needs respect. Yeah, I think he got like second team all pro, but no, nah, in terms of interior, complete rusher and passer, him. Then I'd also throw in, you know, you can't not talk about Chris Jones and what he was done. And Aaron Donald is a force to be reckoned with at every play. So then it's synonymous, you know. So maybe I'd switch up that order. I go Dexter Lawrence for sure, and I may give Chris Jones, and then I put Aaron Donald right after. Uh, leading us to linebackers. So if I had to go, I guess I'd say Dexter Lawrence, Chris Jones, boom. Then linebackers, of course, you know, I know there's so many great people out there, but Double D is really – in a category of his own. I mean, he has six and a half sacks as a linebacker, blitzing linebacker, whatever you want to call a linebacker. Don't put a running back on him because he's going through, uh, as well as all the tackles in the world. And then I, of course, you know, I agree with, uh, I like Fred Warner. I think, man, bar none, he's elite at every level. But I'm going to throw in the uh, the middle linebacker from the Giants, which I feel like this isn't getting enough love. Now, I don't know how to say his, his last name, but Bobby Hugg. <laughs> oh, carry. I hope I didn't butcher that. But he, he, we played him and it, it tuned me to his game. I wasn't aware, but I'm aware now. Um, and I like the way he played. And then, of course, you talk about your corners and the kid from Dallas, Darren Bland. You know, from, from Dallas Cowboys, elite. But I'm going to throw in Paulson Adebo. For some reason, nobody's talking about the type of year that he had. My man was balling, you know, four interceptions, going crazy, lowest lowest percentage of, of completions, uh, uh, like top three-ish, top four-ish. There was no corner doing what he was doing. You know, there was a lot of guys who might have had higher interceptions, but now nah, them completion rates were higher too. My, uh, Paulson Adebo deserved an all-pro nod this year, a Pro Bowl nod, a something nod. Are you going to give it to a Jalen Ramsey or, 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 you know, Sauce Gardner because nobody's targeting them because they know better. But when they did a Paulson, he earned each and every one of them. Uh, which leads me to a slot corner. Like, I don't get how you can have corners in there, a slot corner all pro, but you have edge rushers, just period, not defensive ends and then, out, you know, outside linebacker, edge rusher types. But you say a slot corner, uh, oh, you can leave that there. Kansas City's uh, McDuffie, that works. Um, and then safeties, of course. You know, Kyle Hamilton out, out of Baltimore, you know, coming from Notre Dame, surprising pick for me. I'm, I'm clearly not watching enough uh, Baltimore defense film because in my mind, when you think about a safety, a free safety, I'm thinking Marcus Williams out of Baltimore. And then, you know, Tampa Bay, the, the the safety they had, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., was him this year. 
no doubt. He he was he was balling at an extremely high level. Couldn't ne- never really left the tape. He deserved that one. And that's going to be my list for you know what I think should be all pros. I appreciate y'all tuning in with me. This is Off the Edge with Cam Jordan. Don't forget, tell a teammate, tell a cousin, tell a brethren about, you know, the podcast. And wherever you tune in, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, don't forget to leave a five-star rating, a review, if you will. Love me. Love it. Off the Edge, the podcast with me, your host, Cam Jordan. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.